Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everybody. Get it for free in the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! The theme this week is... Distant socializing. Yeah. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hey, anything happening in the news? Not that I, I've heard. I mean, yeah. is anything important I should know? <laughs> no, not a thing. How are you? I'm good. Audience, just so you know, we both do know what's happening. We, that it was a joke, and we need this to be clear. <laughs> this is hard, Jen. Podcasting right now is really hard. <laughs> yeah, like in every possible way. For example, right now I am in my closet with blankets yes. uh, hung over the closet door. And I am sitting in a chair I never sit in because this chair usually lives in the closet and it's usually covered in clothing. And if we go this entire podcast without a single dog barking, like the dog that lives upstairs or the dog that lives with me or the one that lives next door, that that's literally never happened. There's never been 35 minutes of silence in this apartment <laughs> ever, frankly, ever. Man, honestly, Mavi would not be a bad guest host this week. I feel like we could all use some doggy smiles. True that. Jen, let's just catch up. So Jen and I have been in very close contact for the past couple of weeks because we are editing our book. Not physically, though. Right. (laughs) Because work still needs to get done, even though it's really hard to do anything ever. But all we talk about is work and the book and everything. And I feel like we really haven't had any chance to, like, talk about what our lives look like right now. And why don't we also tell the world, Jen, how... I don't even know how to start this question, which is also what this question is about. Yeah, it really is. Give me an update on you. I am fine. I am actually doing fine right now. And I expect that to change because feelings change pretty rapidly as the news changes. But I feel like I'm treading water right now, doing okay. When this all went down, like when the first, well, it's all still going down. I will say that. I read on the internet today that we are not in a blizzard. We are starting winter. So I was like, oh, that's a good frame of mind. And also that sucks. But also winter ends. That's good. Yeah, winter has an end. Not in Game of Thrones, but in real life it does. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, uh, a schedule has kind of asserted itself. And it actually really helps that I've had some stuff to keep me busy with work. And uh, we've had the book. The book has certainly added structure and busyness to my day when I actually really could, have, could need it. Yeah, me too. Having a project is really good. And I'm fun employed right now, and I actually mean the F in the in the fun employed. It was coincidental that I scheduled some time to work on this book and work on the Asmati game and stuff and not have like official employment right now. It's good to have that while I, I feel very fortunate that it lined up that way while things are kind of exploding because I've been able to like my only <laughs> the only uh, person who like I have deadlines with right now is Jen and Jen is really fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a very and mean boss, I will say. You're not exactly like a taskmaster. Um, <laughs> So my brain has been like the perfect mixture of chemicals lately because we are homebound, which I am, you know, I'm predisposed to enjoying something like that. To tell you the truth, um, you know, like I'm stressed out about the world and I'm keeping aware and I'm watching the news and everything like that. But my day to day hasn't changed like so significantly, you know, like I already worked from home. I already didn't like going outside. So Right, right. 
So it's like the biggest differences are it's way more stressful to go get groceries. And I, that's what that's about it. It's way more stressful to go get groceries. Yeah, yeah. Jen, so one piece of good news that's going to lead to more good news is I officially, officially, officially was diagnosed with ADHD, which is great. I am very happy for you. Thank you. So uh, the way that it worked out was, um, as you all may be aware of my journey with my ADHD, is like a few years ago, my therapist suggested like this might be the case. And then after we had worked on some other stuff, I was like, hey, like maybe we'll we'll talk about this again. And so I finally got into a psychiatrist to get some ADHD pills of whatever sort prescribed to me. And the call was really <laughs> the call was really fun. Jen, I don't think I even told you this. Oh, um, yeah. I don't but, think you did. So it was the first time I ever met the guy. And uh, he it was a video call because as it has to be. And for a while on the call, I just felt like we were vibing really well because I was just like this thing that I do. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Do you do this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I totally do. And so as we were talking, I was like, oh, my gosh, like he like really gets me or blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, he's just diagnosing me and I'm extremely a textbook case. (laughs) (laughs) But but also how lovely to be understood and listened to. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. No, like that definitely was part of it. But it was like extremely like I like he I was, started like off, he was literally opening a textbook and there's like a picture of you in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he gave me I'm um, I'm, I'm going to talk about this because I feel like uh, like why not? But I, I started Adderall and I feel like I've unlocked like my super cyan mode or cyan, what's the, the anime thing? I feel anime right now. I feel like an anime character like, like powerful? i feel like i huge powerful energy lightning bolts electricity storms like all of those things <laughs> i'm so happy um, for you thank you like it's it's weird because so what happens when i take adderall and it's not gonna be the same for everybody but when i take it all of a sudden i think of a thing to do and then i do the thing immediately i just do it what what? That is incredible. What? Like what? And like there's this this stress lifted off of me. Like I feel like I've never been happier and I've only been taking it for two days and like I'm not 100% sure when I want to take it or how much. But it's working for me because like I just, <laughs> you know what I was about to say? I was about to say I lose my train of thought less often, but I just lost my train of thought. So like maybe I still need to work on this, but it's been it's been interesting and it's been really good to have during this whole situation because something is there's a chemical in my brain quieting the part of myself that's freaking out, you know, because that part of myself is not productive. So I can't listen to it right now. Oh, you know? my gosh. Yeah. I've never been more thankful in my life for modern science. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's there's no upswing to the situation right now. Like there's no like like good news. Uh, like there's just the news that like, you know, our jobs are still the same. We're still like taking care of each other and we're still like doing our thing and uh, and we're finding our new ways of coping with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I love what you said earlier today, Trin, when we were talking or maybe it was in your Instagram post. I can't remember when you were like, you have to find it's OK to find like the little little happinesses in your day. And uh, I, was, yeah. I was talking to a friend and I was like, you you will have to find the light and it might you might have to like go find it yourself. Like you you will have to do it because it's not going to be broadcast to you. The only light that found me that I haven't, like, I've, I've been talking to my friends and that's what makes me feel good. The news that found me that is very nice is the two uh, animal rescues that I've volunteered at previously 
both seem to, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. Both have like all of their dogs out in foster right now. And that's never happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I read, I read this morning that there's like a shortage of dogs in New York City because they're all being adopted and fostered and brought into homes. And it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to lean very heavily into, into any good news, any good thing right now. Yeah. Some other good news. It's speculative good news, but I think that this comes from a good source. My buddy uh, John um, on Twitter was saying that people were are, you know, expecting a baby boom after all this, like, you know, couples in close quarters and stuff. And he's like, um, yeah, but I'm I'm in close quarters. I'm social distancing with a four year old. So what I speculate is that uh, when this is all over, we're going to have a huge spike in vasectomies, <laughs> which I think that was your friend. News. I saw that tweet like independently. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. His name is John Upler. He's nice. He used to work with Connell. Yeah, that's uh, I think he's 100 percent right. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, parents with children with one child. I think they're going to stop there. Be like, one's enough. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you know, just in case this shit happens again. Yeah. I think I'm good capped at one. Yep. You know what? One one is plenty child. (laughs) Um, Again, there's no upswing or anything to this but some facts are my uh you know i'm spending a lot more time with my plants one-on-one like quality time with each plant now you're getting to know them on an individual basis um jen like it is one of the most calming things that i do is to just pick up one of my plants poke at it check out how green she's doing are you a little floppy you need a little more light you need something like just feeling like there's this small part of the earth that I can make as happy as I can. Oh, feels man. Good. Yeah. Like your, li- your little green area of the earth that you can make grow and thrive. Yeah. I was watering my plants yeah. and I said out loud to my husband, I'm glad something's thriving in this house. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yeah. No, my cats are thrilled. Yeah. Um, Maddie's I, never, part of, never been happier. One of the best things about being in this closet right now is that they can't get in here. <laughs> Uh, boogers has been a nightmare but like um so it's it's clear that he could tell that something's up all he wants to do is be snorkeled not snuggled snorkeled like he wants you to be like really active and like kind of like play fight about it and that's all he wants he's attacking ankles when we walk past him he'll take out his little paw and and he'll just hit our ankles a little bit jen i don't know if you can see me <laughs> I right can, now i can <laughs> but you know that that little shake the little shake hand yep, that cats do yep, when they're like trying thing. to grab something he he does not use his claws but he'll whack us and be like hey bam I'm bam look at bam, me. bam 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 i'm gonna bam you he's a little chaos cat <laughs> oh yeah he really is jen i miss you um, i miss you too this, this has been this is weird yeah. Anyone it is. anyone had that take recently that things feel a little weird? Is anyone any anyone else out there kind of feeling the same way that things might be a little weird right now? You feeling a little different than maybe you did 3 or 4 weeks ago? Yeah, maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. Should we do the question? Um, yeah, Jen. Jen. Let's, Jen, yes. Let's do the question. Whose turn is it to read? You know what? I've decided that I just want to, if that's okay. Yes, please do. Thank you, Jen. I'm having a tough time reaching out to my friends because I really don't want to ask, how are you? It seems like an insensitive question right now, but honestly, I don't know what else to ask them. But I don't want to add a task, updating me about their life on demand, to their plate. 
what the hell should I say to people? What a good freaking question. We actually got a lot of emails like this in the past five days. A lot yeah, of people, yeah. a lot of people with this exact same sentiment and the exact same worry, which basically boils down to how do I, how do I reach out to my friends? Like, what's the, what's the appropriate way not to bother people, but also check in? Right, right. I understand very much the feeling of hey, I want to reach out and hearing from you would make me feel good, but I don't want to be a burden. And I actually feel somewhat like people might sense more of a burden on the friend to update than there actually is because of how good it feels to to get that update. So it's like it's not actually like a crazy amount of effort to text a friend. And sometimes it is. Don't get me don't get me fucking wrong. Like it's not easy to like put a sentence together right now. But I just don't feel like it's as fraught as people think it is right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Like everything feels fraught. So this just feels like something else that's fraught. But I actually think people that are uh, have weird brains like us might be overthinking this because there's yeah. not, there's probably not a truly incorrect way to check in on your people right now. I mean, of course there are. We can all think of exceptions to this rule. Um, like barging into someone's house would, would be a bad idea right now or hanging out in person. That's obviously the wrong thing to do. But Demanding compliments. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think if one of my friends demanded a compliment right now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Jen, compliment me on demand. Gladly. Uh, Trin, I am so lucky that I can see your face right now because your bangs look amazing. <gasps> oh, my God. Jen. Jen, I cut my own fucking bangs. Really? They look nice and fresh. Good job. Thank you. And uh, let me tell you how I did it, because maybe this is a hot tip for other bang havers out there. And also, thank you for the compliment. I didn't think that was going to go as well, as well as it did. I was like, I'm putting her on the spot right now. And we, we've just been working on an enormous, stressful project. Like, I'm sure this whole thing is going to be cut. But let me tell you about my bangs. Yes, do it. So uh, I I do not cut my bangs. I And I was... I was literally, as we've talked about on the show before, born with bangs. I had bangs. Oh, uh, I, I have... didn't know that. Oh, I did not tell you that. That's so the I was cutest born thing with... I've ever heard. I was born with like a, like an inch and a half, two inches of hair because so, I was like overdue. I was overcooked in yeah. there. And so I came out and uh, my like my grandmother, the day I was born, put a little barrette in my hair. That's how much I had. And I have not not had bangs ever in my life. But I learned at a young age that I am not qualified to cut them and I should leave this to a professional, even if it means that, like, I have a line of sight issue. But so this is the first time in my life where I've decided, you know what, this is an emergency enough that I'm going to have to do this. And I figured out that my biggest problem is how straight I cut them and also that I start... Even if you're not a hair person, imagine this. So bangs are like this little part that hangs just in front of your forehead. But over like maybe your eye and into the side of your hair, that's all like that's that's blended in by a professional. And I would never touch that. Yep. So what I did instead is I took uh, my partner's beard trimmer and I took off the guard and I literally like zipped, zipped, zipped by like just putting it like against my forehead, like through the bangs. Does that make sense? Yes, Am I that is so this? smart because you need a little fringe, right? Because you don't want straight, blunt, blunt ruler bangs. Oh, right. that's so good. So, so it texturized my bangs. It did an exact perfect cut. I just like I put I did press it down, I think, like three times right above my glasses, like right above my my eyebrows because I like short bangs on me. I don't know. But anyway, hot tips for, <laughs> for bang trim in the apocalypse. This was like the longest segment of our show was me describing how I cut yeah, my bangs. Yeah, but that's that's literally practical, actionable advice right now. We can't get haircuts. Sweet. We can't go out. 
Dude, speaking of hair, so uh, the Adderall that I'm taking. So the first thing I did, so the first day I got the pill, I walked back from the pharmacy. And whenever I leave the house, I just go right into the shower, shower and then change my clothes because I, I do it so not often that I time it so that that makes sense. Like mine as well sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I went to go decontaminate and I had just taken like maybe 15 minutes ago my first Adderall. And I proceeded to take the most thorough shower of my entire life. It lasted 50 minutes. There were hairs pulled off me. I swear to God, Jen, I think I lost five pounds in like body hair alone because I just hadn't done it, you know? And uh, yeah, that's... So you shaved? Uh, you, sh- you shaved? Oh, I did. I did everything. That's incredible. Like, I had, like, I'm really happy for you. Like, it feels good to have like a deep, clean shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you know how there's like some maintenance that you just like you don't have to think about that often, but you need to. I recently shaved my legs for the first time since mm, August, and it looked like a small bear had wrestled (laughs) another small bear in my bathtub. And I had to clean that because I was like, you know, I've been with my husband a long time. There's very little we don't share, but he does not need to see this situation. Like there are some things that are just like, nope, this is there's no one on earth that should see what just occurred. Like a a grizzly bear attacked the bathroom. And of course, there's nothing wrong with having body hair at all. And everybody who has body hair is free to do with whatever they want with it. But sometimes it's fun to do weird stuff, such as removing all of it at the same time. Yeah, it gets slippery, slippery like a seal. Yeah, dude. So I like so, you know, those those tasks that uh, you do in the shower that are like high maintenance tasks, like like you don't you don't scrub the bottom of your feet with a rock every day. No, not every day. You know, like, yeah, I have like shower light and then I have like true shower. Right. So I was doing a true shower like there was like pumice stone like there was like I'm getting uh, I don't know. Like it, you use various you use various tools. <laughs> there were so many tools. I had like I, I, I could have had like a little shower caddy like I had in college. The reason why I brought this up at all is because it was a very hilarious example of what the drug does to my brain <laughs> is that it just I just do it. You, you just know? do the thing. Minute shower. Jen, one of the things that you said when we were talking earlier about this question that I loved is that this question isn't insensitive. Like insensitive is probably the wrong word here. Like I think that that's a the asker judging themselves too early. Oh, yeah. And th- too much. I think this person is totally. Hi, Mavi, I can hear you. Um, yeah, I totally think this person is prejudging themselves and being overly cautious, which, you know, we like people to be thoughtful and kind to their friends. But I don't think it's insensitive to reach out to your people right now. I think maybe you feel silly. I think maybe it feels beside the point. But uh, not insensitive. So, Trin, what are some things people can say when they reach out to their people? Well, I think it even starts in the method that you use to reach out. You know, like I definitely not that you, anybody was doing this before, but like unannounced video FaceTime calls are not for right now. No, 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 definitely not. Like we know that you want to see your friends and it's very difficult to, you know, see them without you know, using video or whatever. But things like that, you don't want to spring. You don't want to look like this is an emergency. I think the best way to do this is to be clear about how you want your friend to prioritize this, that this is important to you, but you don't want them to drop everything and update you. I was talking to my buddy Carlin earlier, and I it's funny because like right before we went through our questions, I had this exact situation happen with me and my buddy Carlin, and I sent her a message. I got permission to read our text. Oh, cute. 
And I, uh, I just texted her. And, and honestly, I noodled on this for like an hour before I sent it, which in retrospect was kind of ridiculous because obviously we love each other and she was happy to hear from me. But what I said was, I love you very much and I miss you like a lot. That's all. Please take such fucking good care of yourself. And the reason why I said that was, so this is just me telling her information. I wanted her to be able to respond if she wanted to, but there's no like direct question in there that elicits any immediate response. So this was kind of a, here, take this piece of, of affection and do whatever you want with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you totally left the ball in her court. I think that's great. I mean, you couldn't even say, Trin, like, hey, I would love an update, but only if you feel like sharing. Or I'd love to know yeah. how you're coping, how you're doing today, uh, but I don't need a response to this. Just Just let me know if you feel like it. Yeah. And then when Carlin texted me back, so she took that information and she ran with it. And she said, if you have time for an update, can I please ask how you are doing? I love you, too. So she took my uh, my love nugget and then she <laughs> raised me another love. nugget, yeah. And then the conversation went from there. Um, so, yeah. So, like, don't feel like you have to ask a direct. How are you? Like, it could be a you offering your information and then waiting for them to respond in their own time. I definitely like the idea of you sharing a little bit about yourself, too. Like, hey, I'm feeling really good today if you need a, a listening ear. Or, hey, I'm just outside and I'm looking at my plans and it made me think of you, Trin. Hope you're doing well. Like, you know, telling, telling a little bit about yourself right now, I think, is a good move because this is, this is how we check in on each other. And that's really important. I know that it can be hard to ask, how are you doing? Because what you're really asking is, how are you doing adjusted for the current pandemic emotional inflation that we're experiencing, right. you know, because like there's so much additional noise. And uh, I, I feel like we have to reach a point where we don't have to add the disclaimer. Are you doing OK, regardless of the circumstances? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just I think it's good to be cautious now. I think it's good to be like, you know, I'm not making light of this. Like, this is important to me. And like and I'm showing in my everyday interactions that I'm taking this seriously. I think that's fine. But at a certain point, I feel like socially we have to say, like, how are you doing on a personal level? How are you personally doing? How are you feeling? Something like that, you know, without having to to open up into how we're feeling about a, a virus or a, a iceberg. Yeah, you know? yeah, I completely agree. I mean, because there is not a second in the past week or so where I have forgotten the situation we were in. And I know that's the same for pretty much everybody. So if people need to not think or not talk about how bad things are for like three minutes. You are so okay to do that. If you are uh, enjoying talking to your friends on Zoom, enjoy those moments. Like I said earlier, lean into them because we need that right now. And Jen, one of the things, so now that we're on the topic of just like self-care during these times, one thing that I've done that I never thought I would do was I actually don't read Twitter anymore. And like, I'll go to my ads and stuff like that, like all my direct mentions, because I realize that what I need is real and concrete information. And what Twitter has been is just a lot of speculating, sadly and angrily. And but when those things happen, because sometimes the bad shit that we guess does happen in the moment, it feels like something I can deal with or something that, you know, like, OK, all right, I know this information now. Now we're moving on rather than like whatever I could make up in my imagination based on what some right wing pundit thinks we should do next. You know? Yep. Yeah. It's like every um, every tweet is turned up to 11 and I need to see the things that aren't at 11 so I can try to gauge what I should be feeling or thinking or where the information really lies. 
I think a lot of people are like, yeah, of course, staying off Twitter is such a good idea. I would challenge people to say, but are you really doing it? Like, are you yeah. are you actually doing it? Because, you know, me, me too, guilty as charged. I say I'm off Twitter, but I'm not really off Twitter. But like, just do it for like one day. <laughs> I think you'll be surprised right. by how um, your mindset changes. Yeah, I just feel like when it comes to social media right now, if it's helping connect you or spread information or vent or something like that, that is that is excellent. But just seeing these headlines that are opinions is, yeah. I think, just can be really, really counterproductive. And there's just so much goddamn misinformation. Like, there's just so, 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 so much of it that, like, if you don't specifically reach out to the source, yeah, how that just you really made me know? think of something else. Yeah. Can I lighten the mood with a, with a, a thing? Yes, please. So, Jen, last night, as I've been talking about this entire episode, I have been experiencing with Adderall from my psychiatrist. So last night was my first night awake and I can't sleep because I'm on it. And I discovered soap cutting videos, which I think I mentioned on the show before that, like, that's my one ASMR. They're like it like it does weird shit to me. So I love soap cutting in specific. That sounds extremely uh, soothing. It is. And I just wanted to say, guys, like, if you get into soap cutting, that's great. But don't go on YouTube and look for, like, the best soap cutting compilations. That's not what you want. Those are a bunch of ripped videos that are slightly worse quality than if you went and you found the source, such as, like, Soap Guy 420 or whatever it is. Because there are accounts that are like, I post all of the best compilations. You don't want that. You want the real shit. You want that shit to hit hard. You want you, Now more than ever, you need the real shit injected into your veins regarding soap cutting videos you need the original goddamn audio you of need the, the soap real cutting. footage you, okay <laughs> 1080 hd <laughs> oh man yeah love yourself enough to get the source file for your soap cutting videos love anyway. yourself enough to not be embarrassed by your asmr videos i can't be you know like i can't be embarrassed by any coping mechanism that i use right now because like it's it's keeping me human like any like joy that i could pick up hey man Oh, Mavi. That was just the oh, first time Maddie. I heard her. I know that you said that she was barking earlier, but that was actually the first time I heard her. Oh, good. That's good. I it yeah. might have. I think it was Mavi. I don't know. That that last one was definitely Mavi. I think that was her going on a walk with John. Actually, that was her. <laughs> that was her. Hurry up and get my leash on. Bark. Oh man. So uh, when I used to live with Andy's cat Lucy. So Andy's cat Lucy is basically Totoro. It's just like she's just huge, <laughs> and f and she's fluffy. Which is, you know, fluff, but in Totoro is huge. Anyway, uh, and every time she'd be fed, she'd meow in the background like, meow, meow. and what we decided <laughs> was that when she does that, it's her like cheering you on while you feed her and like get her canned out like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, keep it up. Yes, that's what we like to see. That's what it, that's what it was like. Anyway. <laughs> I hope anybody could picture that and enjoy it. Um, have we answered the question yet, you think? Uh, almost. Just a couple more things. I would say um, one thing I, I wouldn't do right now, unless it's extremely permissible um, among your friends, is I would not send news updates or articles or even like alarmist tweets. Um, assume oh, yeah. that your friends have all the information you have, unless it is like extremely timely or important. Like you need this specific piece of news in the next hour or you will suffer without it. I would hold off. Like, yes. like your friends, I doubt, I sincerely doubt that your friends need another headline right now about what's happening, like in New York specifically. They already know. 
that was just just want to direct that specifically to my mom, who as soon as something happens, she texts it to me, and it's like, Mom, I am also reading the same news. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's her um, it's her way of coping, and and I'm personally in a good place where I can take it. But for the most part, just assume that everything that you are hearing, your friends are hearing it at the same time. Yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah. Um. You know, it's funny that you should say um that you and your mom get the same news. Uh, I had to step in with my family and I bought like I bought like five members of my family block club Chicago subscriptions because they were just making me absolutely like bug eyed with the information that they were giving me. I just like anyway. Yes, Jen, I agree. I, I am sure that your friends are not always in the mood to receive news about COVID-19. However, they might appreciate um, some lighthearted COVID memes. So make sh- if yes. you've already gotten <laughs> if you've already gotten the the okay or you guys are sharing them or like you're in a text chain you're like, "Hey, how are we feeling about like being goofy about this situation?" There are some like lighthearted COVID memes that are all that are not uh, minimizing, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, did you see that post on Tumblr that was like from The Witcher and it was this guy saying, ah, I haven't seen you since the plague. <laughs> and it was labeled us a few months from now. Yep. And there's also that this was like on the second day of the shelter in place in Illinois, which made me laugh that it happened already. So it was like a crappy pixelated picture of a storefront. And it said in like the meme thought, remember places? <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I, I really enjoy that stuff. And I don't, and I know, I'm certain that there are people who would be uh, uncomfortable with that. But I think it is okay to find like the light in these dark times, because there's always something fucking wrong, guys. (laughs) Like, it's not ever not going to be the case. Like, (laughs) we're never going to be like, okay, now everything has come to a halt. And everything has come to a standstill and everything's perfectly fine. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Jen, one thing, you know, one thing that might change because of this is um, men might start washing their hands now. That would be radical. Like, you know how everyone's like, Bernie's so radical and I don't personally think he's that radical. That would actually be truly the definition of radical. Man, men really never wash their hands. And I know this because they're all like cracking their skin open because they don't know to moisturize after. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Like, okay, here are some basic skills for you. Maybe after this is all, maybe after all this is behind us, like just a quick suggestion, maybe keep washing your hands. Continue. Um, Um, Yeah, we did it. I'm so proud of us because that was not easy to set up. So I really appreciate you being patient with me. Hey, Jen, Um, I appreciate you like doing everything for the first time. I mean, like, so I've been feeling kind of like, as I always do, I always feel like I'm failing you in some regard because of no. me, you know, but like when when uh, when we mailed you the microphone and like it didn't have the USB-C thing, I was just like, fuck, that should have been. No, that was I. It's funny you say that because I would say 99% of the time, Trent, I'm like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Can we like you know this will never work but can we like agree that we're not failing the other person and we're yes. not allowed to feel bad about that ever again? Try, yeah, I told yes. Oh my god, that's like the biggest lesson from the book. Just just know that if I ever truly felt the bad feelings, I would talk to you about it. Yeah, because like I trust you enough that like if I had an issue with like us working on the book, I would have told you by now. Instead, what I'm coming to you with is 
is my very, very specific way of working okay for you? And you consistently say, yes, it's fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> it and is then, fine. It's more than fine. Oh, man, this book. This book is so much. It's just like I was just saying uh, to our editors that like it's really wonderful to be working on this specific creative project during this specific time. Because oh, it's like, my God. Yeah. I just sat down to like try and read it from the beginning. And it was really nice to just be like, I can hear Jen. I can hear my friend. I can hear lessons from my friends in this. I feel like yes. I'm trying to, I feel like it sounds like I'm plugging the book, but I'm really just talking about the creative process right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, uh, I can, I can feel which parts of the book have like, like have a little sprinkle of trin on it. It's like the best. I'm like, oh, this is, this is so trin. A little bit of this, a little uh, eye of newt, a little bit of, a little bit of um uh what else uh is blood in Harry of a Potter? rat i don't know <laughs> delicious all right well this has been friendshiping from our respective closets uh we will join you from these respective <laughs> closets again uh and we should be well I, I mean who knows what the hell will happen but we now have a system for recording uh without each other in the room which is terrible but works this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at do friendship at Jen Dangerous with two N's at Trin and Tonic. It's like a gin and tonic, but with a me. If you would like to send us a question about social distancing, about feeling bad right now, about none of those things, uh, email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Monica Verma, for being our agent. We're starting with that because uh, we needed you a lot this week. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing, especially to Ian Parman also for editing, because this was a nightmare to edit. Uh, thank you to Molly <laughs> Lewis, especially to Molly Lewis also, because Molly, your song picks us up every time we hear it. Alex, I know that you're not our podfather and audio, audio daddy right now, but we're thinking of you constantly. And Lauren, we haven't seen you for a while, but every time we see your design work, it reminds us of you and how much we care about you and respect you. Who else do I think? Is that everyone? I think you got everyone. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. Do friendship at the problem. Oh, I gotta get my yawns Get out. your yawnsies what? out. And my stretches and my crackles. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm done wiggling. <laughs> Are you? No.